0: Hi word nerds and history geeks. You're tuned in to say what? 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 Each episode, we'll rub shoulders with the glitterati of the English language, where we'll learn that some of the more colourful and even the most boring words that we use every day have very un-English and somewhat unusual origins. Hi, it's Joe. In today's episode, I want to talk about the much-maligned word vanilla. When someone asks me what flavour ice cream I prefer, not once in my entire life have I mentioned vanilla. I mean, why would I want vanilla ice cream when there is a world of caramel cheesecake, fudge swirl, fish food, peanut butter crunch, chocolate chip cookie dough? I think you get the idea. According to UK cake shop Jack and Beyond, vanilla is the most hashtagged flavour of ice cream. Way beating out chocolate. (gasps) Say what? What's my aversion to vanilla about? I mean, I'll add the extract to chocolate cakes and even vanilla syrup to a latte. And I've been known to drink a vanilla Coke here and there. But really, in most other ways, it's just plain boring. Except candles. Give me vanilla candles, oils, and air fresheners any day. Which brings me to today's meaning of the word vanilla, when it's not referencing a flavour. When we say something is vanilla, we mean that it's bland, boring, or dare I say it, basic. How did one of the most expensive and rare spices come to mean plain boring? And quite frankly, it's a bit of an insult. Even the Urban Dictionary defines vanilla as unexciting, normal, conventional, boring. Even Prince Charles's second wife, Camilla, was once referred to by the tabloids as plain vanilla Camilla. But let's talk about vanilla and its currency. Vanilla beans are one of the world's most expensive spices. It can cost around $600 a kilo. That's around $300 a pound making it the second most expensive spice after saffron. And for something that's considered so boring, why is vanilla so expensive? Well, vanilla comes from an orchid plant. Yeah, like an actual orchid. And while there are quite a few varieties of orchids, only one, the vanilla planifolia, makes vanilla beans. And it's super tricky to grow with a very short flowering period. Until the mid-1800s, vanilla was mostly found in Mexico and it had medicinal uses as a stimulant and as an aphrodisiac. Is there something that can't be turned into a stimulant, really? Today, vanilla orchids are mostly grown in Madagascar and a few other equatorial countries. Don't get me started about that one time I tried to grow a vanilla orchid in my house in Melbourne, Australia, which is very far from the equator. And vanilla flowers once a year, and the pollination has to occur on that day. That day! And if the flower isn't pollinated, that's it. It dies. It's a little bit like my fertility. Back before the colonialists introduced vanilla to the Spanish royals, it was pollinated by bees and hummingbirds. And then a lovely 12-year-old slave in the French colony of Reunion discovered that the plant could be hand pollinated and to this day that's how commercial vanilla is made. Then once the pods are harvested there's the curing and the drying and those little glass vials that you buy from the store with one or two long pods. That process takes around a year. The thing is vanilla doesn't just give things a vanilla flavour. It's kind of like salt. It serves to enhance the flavours in our desserts. It plays a massive role. It's the base used in most ice creams. It's the starting point. In a chocolate cake, vanilla doesn't taste like vanilla, but it does a lot to make chocolate even more chocolate. So how did vanilla, the word, come to mean boring? Well, sex has a bit to do with it. And of course, ice cream. So when it comes to ice cream, as we said, vanilla is the flavour that is in everything. It's the flavour that kids and people with straightforward palates rarely say no to. It's a base flavour with no inclusions. But vanilla's history is anything but unadulterated. The Teutonic people, who were the indigenous people of eastern Mexico, and that region is known today as Veracruz, they're said to be the first people to cultivate vanilla. Now, it wasn't called that back then, but let's have a listen to the history. According to the Teutonic mythology, the orchid grew when the king's daughter, Princess Xanat, ran away with her mortal lover after being expressly forbidden by her father. Of course, this cautionary tale has a bittersweet ending, the lovers were found and beheaded, and where their blood was spilt on the forest floor, the orchid grew. Then, when the Aztecs invaded and conquered the Totonacs in the 15th century, they soon discovered the pleasures of the vanilla pod and named the fruit, okay, wait for it, Tlocsicital, which translates to black flower. Not very inspired. Hernan Cortes the Spanish conquistador, headed off to Mexico with his soldiers in around 1519 to 1521, where he was served by the Aztec emperor Montezuma a beverage of hot cocoa flavoured with the orchid seed pot. He brought both cocoa and the pod back to Europe where it was a hit. The actual word itself, vanilla, entered the English language in 1754 when Philip Miller, who was a botanist, wrote about the genus in his gardener's dictionary. The word hails from the Spanish vanilla, which literally means little pod, the diminutive of the Spanish word vaina, which means vagina, which means covering or a sheath surrounding a precious pod. Here's some thinking music to help you ponder that. So here's the boring stuff. According to Bruce Roberts' Dictionary of Gay Slang, The Queen's Vernacular, A Gay Lexicon, which was published in 1972, vanilla means a rigid, conforming, goody-goody that I might refer to as, well, straight, square. And the dictionary also makes reference to vanilla as a gay bar that is not sadomasochistic. The Urban Dictionary further defines vanilla as the opposite of kinky, or not in any way involved with BDSM. That's really good to know, thank you. In the book, Part-Time Perverts, Sex, Pop Culture, and Kink Management, author Lauren Rosewarne tells us that sex that's free of frills, add-ons, additions, and free of twists, are vanilla. She also references queer theorist Gail Rubin, who suggests that it's only vanilla sex that is considered acceptable by society. So today's kink culture rose from the male leather subculture that originated long before the 70s. In fact, it started after World War II popularising leather and rejecting the mainstream. Think Marlon Brando's Johnny Strabbler in 1953's The Wild Ones or James Dean's Jim Stark in 1955's Rebel Without a Cause. Hey Charlie, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? <laughs> Later, the gay leather scene rejected campness and vanilla came to mean everyday sex. For most people, vanilla sex is more than enough. Not everyone is into ropes and spanking. Aside from BDSM, vanilla is used in the computing world to refer to computer software or hardware or algorithms that are just out of the box without any customization from its original form. In the 1990s, non-upgraded Amiga home computers were called plain vanilla. And for Unix, an unmodified kernel is a vanilla kernel while a heavily modified kernel is given a flavor. And let's not forget Minecraft. A game without mods is called a vanilla Minecraft. So in this world, vanilla means standard, wildly used, lacking customization, like vanilla ice cream. According to Eric S. Raymond's The New Hackers Dictionary, vanilla means default. In today's pop culture, we're more likely to use the word basic to mean vanilla. Basic tends to forego the sex references and means anyone who kowtows to mainstream music, trends, fashion and products. To some, listening to Taylor Swift is as vanilla as you can get. But back to the word vanilla. While it might be common, mainstream, even respectable, it's definitely not plain. So before you decide to use vanilla to refer to something bland or boring, remind yourself where it comes from. The inner tongue of the orchid that flowers once a year and requires a bee, a hummingbird, or a hand to help it become the second most expensive spice in the world. Say What? The podcast was brought to you by me, Joe Vraka sound engineering by jeff willis you can follow the show for free on spotify apple and all your favorite apps look for say what the podcast you can also find me on instagram at say what the podcast where i share some of my favorite and sometimes least favorite words